right hand, no good. Gets his own rebound, puts it back up and in. Welcome to Riding the Pine Sports. This is the SEC Tournament Edition. We are all back in the house. We have even special in-house guests today, Andrew joining us, along with Ian, the Anderson. Josh, uh, my name's Adrian, by the way, but uh, buddy, it's been a while. How you been? It's I'm, I'm good. It has been a while. Um, we've we've uh, missed a lot of topics to yeah. talk about, and we've got the SEC Tournament going on. Right in our back door here in Nashville. So That's right. Live from the nasty, uh, the Wildcats have a pep rally going today at 2 o'clock uh, because that makes a lot of sense with us being on a podcast, people obviously listening live. Um, Andrew, this is your first trip, no, second trip for the SEC tournament down here in Nashville. Uh, tell us your thoughts, your feelings, things that have changed. Uh, Ian and Andrew are sharing a mic today like Fleetwood Mac over here, so go for it. Yeah, we're going to harmonize here in a second. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't been downtown yet, just got in yesterday, but from what I hear and read, there's a uh, huge UK contingent, but other than, or unlike two years ago when I was here, there's probably going to be a lot of Tennessee fans. UK usually dominates like 90% of the people, so we'll see what the difference is this year. And as Josh just spills stuff all over Adrian. All right. After that uh, little hiatus there, uh, we're all cleaned up. Uh, we're having mimosas, and uh, I apparently had more than most. I'm now wearing one, thanks to Josh. And also, Ian brought in a sweet Smirnoff ice, uh, so I've been iced. Uh, it is SEC weekend. Go ahead, Ian. You're welcome. Thank you. Maybe we can uh, tweet out a picture of that. But what I was trying to get your attention about Oh, was, you got my attention. <laughs> was the uh, Tennessee fans uh, got got started early Wednesday night harassing Kentucky fans. We went to the uh, early games, and we kind of sat in the uh, club-level bar drinking for a little while. And I looked over, and I just hear these Tennessee fa- fans chirping like crazy. And I look over, and there's two Kentucky fans just sitting there, like, having to deal with these obnoxious Tennessee fans just swarming them with harassments. Probably a chaw win. Talking about uh, how great they are this year and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Your football team lost to us, blah, 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 blah. It was was just typical Tennessee fashion. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Worst fan base in the SEC. Yeah. The country. 
I don't know who's worse. I mean, just like overall team wise, like Missouri sucks, but Indiana's fan base is pretty bad. If well, you've ever dealt with them. I actually went to mm. French Lick a couple weeks ago, and that was Tell when Tim about it. Indiana was playing Michigan State for the second time and beat them. And all their fans were like, yeah, we finally got a win. And then Kentucky was coming on, and I was like, hey, can y'all turn it on the Kentucky game? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. And they were kind of like, oh, I hope y'all win, because we were playing Tennessee. But they were not like obnoxious like Tennessee fans. I feel like they just know so, their place at that point. I mean, I, I Nebraska, so. Nebraska football... Like, those people still think that they are, like, national title contenders. Yeah, I don't so, understand how you could think that if you're Nebraska. Because Tom Osborne walked the sidelines one time. It's easy to be humble when you're losing is the thing. When Indiana starts winning, that's when they get obnoxious. Yeah, but Tennessee fans aren't humble when they're losing. Maybe. I don't I don't have to deal with them since I'm not here. Yeah. So it's a little bit different for me. I'm closer to, I guess, West Virginia. Yeah. And, I mean, the – Marshall fans are the equivalent of Western Kentucky, if you know anything about them. They think they're like equivalent to West Virginia as a university. But as far as obnoxious fans, I don't have to deal with that. You, you're, you're saying it's like uh, MTSU thinking they're the equivalent of like UT. Well, like, they are. Like basically. Well, they, yeah, they might be. But <laughs> well, at this point, yes. Adrian, we lived in Western Kentucky or Bowling Green for a while. The WK, the WKU fans think they're equal to UK and U of L athletics, and I, I don't understand that. Um, so they're kind of obnoxious in that way, but I mean they're not a threat. Well, when we lived there, when we lived there, it was still like 2013, so I don't think the whole broadband spectrum of internet had taken place yet. So people didn't really know anything outside of what they were physically seeing at that time um that was also the year that we uh you know robert morris but in western made the uh tournament but still no I'm well, with you. we had a couple years of uh losing to western in football so that kind of hurt us too so that that Thanks, gives them Joker. yeah like I, well the thing was they had all the players kentucky should have been recruiting so like dyshawn mobley was wearing like uk wrist guards in the game that he threw the two-point conversion like completion to beat Kentucky so mm. he, it's just frustrating that you overlook guys like that and then you are terrible and lose to them well but. you know I I appreciate that um but I'm gonna say this is gonna be a weird statement from me but fellas it's basketball season let's talk about basketball it is basketball let's season. stay on the track so who we got Bama tonight boys yeah we, we so, ain't talking about Talladega Kentucky gets a chance to redeem themselves against Alabama for that loss. Then, you know, maybe more than likely they're going to play Tennessee. And then what's going on in that LSU-Florida game right now? Oh, LSU's dominating that one. LSU's rolling through. It's going to be a revenge tour for the SEC tournament. Um, Here's some doors trying to open. We got Cal and we got Mel trying to get in. Um, Oh, fun story today. some noise. Fun story today, just a side note. I was actually at uh, Lowe's Vanderbilt Hotel. That's where I stay when I Airbnb. Um, that's not an Airbnb. When, when I Airbnb. That's, that's a hotel. My house. Mm. But I don't... Whatever. Mm. All right, just ruin my joke. Fine. Ah, stepped all over it. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan Lemon. Um, but, so we're... It was a fucking bad joke to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. And don't call it a joke. Um, so... Uh, I was downtown Lowe's Vanderbilt, 
And uh, that's where Kentucky's team is staying. And uh, I actually ended up seeing Ellen Calipari. And that, hey, did you get a picture with her? Uh, no, because Matt Jones taught me that she doesn't like um, she doesn't like people coming up to her. So we got an update. It's actually a close game, LSU and Florida. Ah, give it time. Your story sucked. We had to we had to move on. Well, I, fine. Yeah, All Ellen. I'm saying is I saw Ellen Calipari this morning. Okay, everybody's did, happy. Did you say anything to her? Did you find $5 on the ground? I said, where's John? 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 And she said, I don't fucking know. She's like, I, she's like probably oh, coaching what? a basketball team. She's No, I'm busy cutting up Brad's sausage right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, another thing that happened today, Adrian has been in an awful mood. Just absolutely piss poor. Been snapping at everybody. I have not. And, I mean, I, I just think that we need to have intervention with him. Okay, let's do it right now. Let's on the air. On air yeah, intervention. Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead, Ian. Start it. Let's hear it. I refute from this conversation. And Adrian? No, you cut no, it. Adrian, okay. your attitude has affected all of us. That's what I was about to say, damn it. You missed... God. Yes. Hey, you Adrian? remember when you ruined my joke? Adrian? That's how it felt. We are your Let's friends. Let's get back to the podcast, Please stop people. snapping at us. <laughs> we are here to help you. Let's just get back to the podcast. Let's move on. Move on. Well, the dogs are trying to break into the studio. <laughs> yeah, now they're coming to uh, protect... No, they're joining in. They're like, Adrian, you just have not been playing fetch with us today. Cal the dog <laughs> wants to join in on the well, podcast, dog. You know, they're trying to be therapy dogs because Adrian is just so pissed off, mad, <laughs> upset, and, and they're trying to console him a little bit, and he is just not having it. I mean, he even took a uh, he even took a rope and tied off the door so they can't get in. Okay, I was he, wondering he, where he that just, story was he going. He just does not want to get help. I was, I was very nervous as to where that story was headed. He took a rope. Yeah, I, and, thought, I thought that was going suicide. I was like, uh, no, no, this is, this is where this stops. <laughs> All right, but let's talk some basketball. So, who who's your uh, who's your actual team to win the CC tournament? Oh, cats! Yeah, I mean, you're going cats, Ian. It's not even a question. Definitely cats, but I feel like the winner of the CC is going to go through Kentucky or Tennessee. Andrew. Yeah, I definitely see the cats rolling. I mean, they they've gotten going here lately, and they always roll through the SEC tournament. This year's no different. See, I think. It just, yeah, it depends on tomorrow. If Reed Travis is back in, you know, full form, I think tomorrow they they figure out who they are as a tournament team. If they if they show that performance they did in Lexington against the Vols, then I think they're going to, I mean, easily win on Sunday. But let's hope your prediction was right because... We're not on, even talking about the game today. You're on, you're on track because... You were saying that, you know, we were going to be just going upward, tr- trending upward. Then we're going to have a little setback, and then it's going to just be, you know. Explode nasty, in the tournament. Nasty for nine is what we're going to call this. That's, Trademark that, that. Hey, I I really believed it. I thought we always peaked late. And you're all, you, I mean, your trajectory is right right now. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we don't, like, crap the bed, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we had our, our lull early, whereas, you know, we've in the past been peaking right now and then had our letdown in the tournament. Yeah. So, you know, you have that one game where you just lay an egg and look like shit, and we had that game in Knoxville. So, I think if we, you know, even if we don't win the SEC championship, like, 
I think we're in good shape going into the tournament because they've kind of humbled themselves. And, and so. another thing is Vanderbilt historically has been able to, you know, kind of handle Kentucky in the tournament and is the only SEC team that has, um, you know, a better record um, against Kentucky, um, more wins and losses. So now that they're out of it, that's, I mean. I, Vanderbilt? I that's not right. Yeah, uh, it's um, f- Vanderbilt's four and three against Kentucky in the SEC tournament. What? We've yeah, only played them seven times. Only seven times SEC tournament. Out of the fifty years it's been available, they usually lose before that. I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I it's mean, not like we're the one seed and they're the two seed. I mean, we're sitting at what twenty nine SEC tournament wins, and the rest of the league combined has what twenty six or something. I think it's thirty one to twenty seven, but yeah. Okay, I mean, well, combined. Yeah. That's cool. No, I mean, we – we and there was, what, a 25-year hiatus uh, where they just did not have the tournament at all because Kentucky was winning it every year. They were like, bah, heck with that. Back when times okay. were good, they were like – I've actually got the records here. Um, right. So, Kentucky's record against every SEC team in the SEC tournament. Alabama, 16-2. and two. Arkansas, 9-1. and one. Auburn, 13-1. and one. Florida fourteen and four, Georgia twelve and one, LSU sixteen and two, Ole Miss fifteen and one, Mississippi State eight and two, Mizzou they've never played, uh, South Carolina three and two that's pretty close, Tennessee twelve and four, A and M one and zero, Vanderbilt four and five. Whoa, whoa, sneaking in there. Yeah, a funny story. Told you guys. Funny story about that. Uh, Didn't I, you say three and four? You were way off. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, Vanderbilt still has a winning record against Kentucky in the tournament. Why are you trying? Why are you in a bad mood, Ian? Why are you just on edge? Adrian is really pouting right now, <laughs> and it's really driving my vibe right now. Well, you should try some of this delicious Smirnoff ice that you gave me. It's wonderful. Actually, Ian, top me off here. Yeah, we're drinking gotcha. mimosas, as men do. Go ahead and make it a double. Um, so uh, we've got, you know, obviously Alabama coming in. Uh, Andrew, what is something that you noticed from the first game that could kind of – I hear some sizzles right there. What was something from the first game that you learned um, about Alabama that maybe Kentucky could benefit more from <laughs> Stop. This is not drunk sports radio, Ian. <laughs> Ian, this is RTP. Sorry. <laughs> He's pouring a um, I, I think they Do you have need to... me to repeat the question. <laughs> I think I got it. I think they they have to stop the guy who had seven threes. I think his name was Martin, right, for Alabama? Sure. And then stop that. Just defend the three-point shot a little bit better. Uh, don't let Petty get going. I think he he's the type of player who can get going. Petty has shown that his his uh in his uh in a few games this year that he can kind of take over the game late. He seems and to play against Kentucky really well. He's just one of those guys. Yeah, I mean he he's played well against a lot of teams. So this is like worse than a Joe Rogan podcast uh, right now. <laughs> did anybody happen to listen to the uh, Joe Rogan podcast when he had Alex Jones on there? I did not, okay. but he didn't he say he's like, I'm kind of retarded. Just me. <laughs> All right, Alex Jones already, to begin with, is a little bit, like, bonkers. And then they were, like, 
drinking uh, like vodka at the same time. It, it was a four-hour podcast. It was awesome. They were talking about aliens and everything. Anyways, uh, yeah, Andrew, you also came down here for from Kentucky. It's like a five-hour drive. Something we talked about that I wanted to hit on, which is kind of unique for this environment, is you and I were talking like, okay, well, Thursday we're going to do blah, 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 Friday, yada, 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 you know, Saturday, and then the championship game on Sunday, we're going to go to, you know, down to Broadway or something like that. And it's just funny because, like, this entire trip, it's like, hmm, we Kentucky lose? No, I've never even thought of that. That's weird. So... Yeah, just imagine the amount of money Nashville would lose if Kentucky lost tonight. You're losing a whole lot of tourism because Kentucky fans are going to rush the market with tickets trying to be sold to the Tennessee fans, but there's not going to be that many Tennessee fans to buy that up. And a lot of them live here in Nashville. Just imagine the amount of money your city would lose if Kentucky lost tonight. There'd be no way we'd make it back. The the music industry would go down. No, I'm just, you know, just saying that – it, it's a pretty good amount just from the people this, hanging this, out at the bars the and city stuff. The economy is just going to collapse. Now, yeah, Josh, yeah, it's probably you, probably going to catch fire. Now, Josh, aren't you going to? You got a, a couple of sessions that you've got some tickets for. You're going. Are you pretty excited about that? I am pretty excited. I found them on Craigslist, kind of like blind yesterday. So I, I was just scrolling through there to see what they had, and I found five six seven session five six seven so i was like you know what whatever might as well session five is that that's our game tonight tonight. and then tomorrow and then sunday okay so two games tonight two games tomorrow and two games one game sunday yeah i mean that would be pretty exciting um i imagine um we'll get some live feed from you We'll call you at halftime. Yeah, call me at halftime. Uh, we'll uh, check in, talk about uh, what we're seeing. Yeah. Maybe uh, post it on here. Now, what are you saying? Uh, just a shout out to our Drunk Sports Radio listeners. Uh, you were talking about some, some hatred amongst the alcohol drinking out there, the club levels. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a vendetta against anybody uh, not in the club level. It's, like to get uh, drunk. It seems like it's just kind of a ridiculous thing. Why is it allowed to, like, alcohol is allowed in the club level, but not in any other section of the stadium? I mean, the places is designed. Don't they do that in football as well? <clears throat> I don't think so. Like, is it just like, oh, hey, I gave you $1,000 for this ticket. Now I can get drunk. Well, that's the thing that it, I feel like it's got to be like class discrimination, right? Did you make a class lawsuit on that? I feel like that's a class action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are there rules that say if you have this amount of money, then you're allowed to drink? Ian, are, I mean, just for what are your thoughts on that? Just for argument's sake, I'm still sticky from your mimosa. You're welcome. Go ahead, Ian. Yeah, and, and Josh, you're, you're not wrong about that whatsoever. It is crazy that they will not even allow any alcohol on the floor of any SEC tournament game. And I feel like that really needs to change, and I feel like it would help, um, you, you know, their their attendance and the amount of fan interactions that they have. Um, I, I feel like SEC is really laying an egg on that one. It just seems like they've kind of, like, put a stigma out there, like, oh, you can't come to the game if you're going to be drinking and you don't make le- or you make less than a million dollars a year. You can't do it. It's just a round figure. So just keep, uh, it, keep it safe. You know. 
they they just seem like they have a vendetta against the average fan, and they don't want them coming and getting rowdy at games. Actually, I'm gonna say they get a vendetta against Kentucky fans because Kentucky is the home of bourbon, and they're preventing us from drinking bourbon. Exactly. I mean, they're but, they're preventing <laughs> you from drinking anything, regardless. Yeah. It's it's not just bourbon. It's not a vendetta against anything. It, it, it is ridiculous. It's a vendetta against the average fan. And. You know, the SEC tries to saying, oh, you know, we want to hold this high accountability for, you know, our fans and what we do. But at the same time, it is taking away from the common fan being able to enjoy beer in their seat. I, I mean, I know when we were there on Wednesday, you know, we set out during the first half of the whole Vandy game and we're just drinking beer at the bar instead of like actually being in, interacting, um, you know, do, doing anything with the game. And there were so many people. I mean, there were, there were a couple hundred people just in this area drinking beer, not um, interacting in the yeah, game. Yeah, not in the game and not being you know, engaged. Yeah, they they seriously just sat there and at the bar and did not have anything to do with the game whatsoever. And some of those people probably didn't even go in whatsoever. Like, I got a really all. funny story about that. Like the very opening round game, the very first game, uh, for a short spell there, I listened. I lived in Nebraska. Don't judge. But um, there was a guy that was like a huge Iowa State fan, um, and he was all, you know, big-time Big 12 guy. And I remember it was the first round of the SEC tournament, and it was actually in, um, uh, what's that city in Georgia? Oh, yeah, Catlanta. Um, It was there at the Georgia Dome, and there was like 17 people in the crowd inside the Georgia Dome for this game. And he like tweeted out a picture like, "Oh yeah, this SEC, yeah, it just means more, right?" Blah blah blah, like talking trash and everything. And the really funny part was, is I looked at the picture and I came back to him. I was like, "Yeah, man, that picture you tweeted." And uh, I was like, "That game that's going on is Texas A&M versus Missouri. That's a Big Twelve game." And he was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> so, just a fun story about terrible crowds but i also i'm also a huge uh fan of what cal's been saying let's move up that first round game to a tuesday night because a nobody cares and b let's have the championship on saturday because andrew you and i have been down there on sundays it's like we are all hungover like this is painful let's just get this noon game over with like or would y'all be good with like a seven o'clock Saturday night championship in the SEC tournament now? That's the same thing I've been saying about football. Like, why isn't the national championship game for football on Saturday? And why isn't the Super Bowl on a sun- Saturday? And, yeah, well, I mean, so I guess they claim Sunday for the NFL, whatever. I don't care. But Saturdays are for college football, and Saturdays are for college basketball. Like, why is the championship games on Mondays? And why are they on Sundays? Like, the ACC's already done, aren't they? Are they... You talking about the tournament? No, yeah. Duke, North Carolina... Well, yeah, I mean, the winner of Duke, North Carolina is going to win it, but... but <laughs> is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow. That's tonight, is tonight. Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, the game's tonight, but the championship is... The championship is tomorrow because Virginia is still in it. So, Duke, North Carolina tonight, then their championship is tomorrow. The only ones that Sunday now is, like, SEC, Big Ten, and one of the smaller... Like A10 or something like that is on Sunday. But most of them have moved up Saturday already. See, that's killed us in the uh, seating because Kentucky wins it, it doesn't matter. Kentucky loses it, it doesn't matter. I mean, 
So yeah, the having, selection committee has already made up their mind by yeah. that point, regardless so if of you the have it outcome on, of the game. If you have the championship on Saturday, then you're you're helping your seeding for the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't understand having it on Sunday. It doesn't also benefit anybody. Drives me crazy because they're like, no, every game matters. You know, it's all important. But it doesn't. But, but yeah, then, it clearly doesn't. We beat Texas A and M, and they got the higher seed. They, they, that should have been flipped last year. Exactly. And it wasn't. Yeah. Well, uh, how long have we been on? Are we uh, Six minutes. <laughs> we've only been on six minutes? I don't know. Uh, I was just going to say, we probably uh, probably just start wrapping it up. All right. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, I will say, I have one last story I wanted to tell. Go for it. Uh, it's actually kind of a football tale, but... Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Josh here because I, I was I was at work one night and I started thinking of this story because I was like, man, it's you know it's March Madness, it's gonna be crazy. I can't wait for the you know the big time Aaron Harrison shots and all that stuff. And I started thinking back, I was like, man, I really hope Josh has recovered. And what I mean by that is when we I got three different occasions here when we beat Florida in football. I remember like. Josh is a you know pretty good sized guy. I remember just the excitement. I literally Average. like picked him up like from like Titanic, and then uh, it, with the excitement there, then we went to Texas A and M and we had that scoop and score. And I remember both you you and I we were like celebrating but like holding on to each other because it's like we're gonna go down twenty flights of stairs if we don't do this. And then, of course, the Missouri game when I came across the table and tackled you. So all I got to say is I hope that you have recovered and you're not black and blue anymore because it's March, buddy. Uh, just get ready for me to apparently assault you in some manner. <laughs> all right, bring it on. Let's go. Hey, we'll all take the black. Andy, the any final thoughts? Well, speaking of Adrian's celebrations, usually he is very a finger up the ass or smacking the ass or it always has to do with somebody else's ass and so you know I, I i'm just ready for it open and willing you know as long as kentucky keeps climbing the ladder winning you know i, I will take that sexual assault from adrian <laughs> go cats andrew go cats anything? go cats yeah what did you say <laughs> Ha 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 ha